Well, you're listening to another episode of The Zealous Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky Snyder, and with me this week, I've got Brian Nguyen. And Brian, well, we go back several years now. He's been presenting for Perform Better for, oh, close to 10 years. And he will be presenting this year as well. In fact, that by the time this airs, you'll have missed his presentation in Orlando and Chicago. But don't fret if you show up in August in Providence, Rhode Island for the last summit of the season you will get a chance to meet him there. He's going to talk about a whole bunch of cool stuff as it relates to his experience working with the Jacksonville Jaguars and working with a whole bunch of celebrities in Southern California, which is where he's headquartered out of. We're just going to jump right in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, and I hope you enjoy. So, wait, how long have you been doing this? I mean, you, athletic training, are you licensed or a doctor of physical therapy too? No, I am um, just the athletic training. Um, athletic training and sports conditioning athletic, athletic training conditioning, right? strength conditioning yeah sfma that that world you know big um big into you know movement stuff like you you know yeah movement when did culture, that begin I, uh, well for me personally it started in high school when i um when i was trying to i guess break the mold of being 411 um you know i was trying to do all these training things to to get ahead whether it was uh you know jump training with those jump sole shoes or you know trying to do uh extra credit miles um to get faster uh i did i wanted to be an athlete um despite my small stature i wanted to you know kind of slap in the face of everybody saying that oh you're a little guy you know you know how i mean come on you know how that I, is. i have a feeling you, i do you, i you, I, do you, you, I, I don't know, some call it, some call it Mighty Mike Syndrome, some call it Napoleon Syndrome, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's true, yeah, I got a little Damn chip straight. on my shoulder, yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, I think we're living parallel lives, high school was it too, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you tell me I can't do something, that's the surest way to get me to do it, so what were your Absolutely. sports, what did you, what did you go for, uh, basketball tell me basketball and volleyball, mm-hmm. yeah, basketball, volleyball, what's yeah, your outside shot on. like, because I know we're not dunking, so you must have a killer outside you know, shot, I, it's not bad. I, I uh, definitely over the the past um, the latter stage of uh, basketball career of my life, I was much better. Uh, these are the days when I would actually play um, basketball to train with Mark Wahlberg. We'd uh, he had this complete court. I mean, he still does as a complete basketball court, you know, outside the gym. And um, so we do it for conditioning. And uh, he'd joke around. He'd say man, you're the shittiest fucking professional basketball player I've ever been around. And it was funny because you're a professional, right? I'm like, I am getting paid to play basketball. I am professional. So, Truly. <laughs> so yeah, you would joke around. But yeah, but yeah, playing against him, you, you don't go in, in the lane very much. Otherwise, you're going to get the <laughs> shit kicked out of yourself by someone from Dorchester, Boston. So oh, uh, is, he, is, yeah. is he from Dorchester? Is, that, is he's a townie, huh? Dorchester yeah, Charles he's a townie. Yeah, he's one of those. That's the reason why. Does he why. have a shamrock tattoo on his shoulder like everybody else from that area? Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, yeah. I, I, so I grew up there. I grew up on the north end of Boston where, wow. you know, just, just north suburbs. But I would spend my summers on the coast of New Hampshire, this little beach town, similar to where I'm in, in Santa Cruz here, but called yeah. Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. And in the summertime, yeah. all the kids from Boston, at least some areas, especially Dorchester and Charlestown, we call them townies in Dorchester. Yeah. And, and they would come up and they would be my, those would be the guys that I run with. 
And I swear they're either going to end up as priests or convicts. There was no in between. These guys were rough and <laughs> rough and tumble. And so there you go. So Mark ends up as an actor. Who would have thought? But uh, but so I guess we yeah. Let's talk about that because you're down in Torrance and, and Redondo Beach. Torrance, of course, uh, Louis Zamperini, mm -hmm. his stomping grounds from the 1936 mm -hmm. Olympics and all that. I've gone through Zamperini Highway that stretch uh, on more than one uh -huh. occasion. But but that must be something that kind of just just started up with you right you've been in for this for a while with with conditioning but in terms of getting those high profile clients it wasn't like you were seeking them out i can't imagine you doing that it just kind of happened was that true um i mean for sure rocky that's it's exactly what i talk about you know uh with a lot of the coaches whether it's perform better or idea or, or you know nasm i think what i end up talking about is you know how how does the career actually unfold how does it blossom and for me it was absolutely doing just doing what you do best was just bringing your grit and you know making people around you thrive i think you know it's one of the things that you know most coaches share i think a gift of is like to help others thrive and um you know along the way it just so happened that uh you know i met uh I was at the right place at the right time, I guess, is the way I'd say it. You know, I, I was an athletic trainer for the Arena Football League in L.A. And the very first movie that came around was um, The Longest Yard. And they were a football movie and they needed a professional football athletic trainer to take care of their athletes on the field. And then that also shared the responsibility of the athletes, the, um, the actors that were playing the athletes. And so I got a chance to work with Adam Sandler and, you know, we became closer in that movie and you know, although that was such a star-studded movie so you know I started to get to know Terry Crews I mean Bill Fickner um all those wrestlers I mean come on uh the the football players uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin um yeah all those guys yeah so it was a fun time yeah that's very cool and, then and uh, so that yeah well that just blossomed more. it just blossomed from the um, athletic training into uh, more movies that were coming around. So they, you know, I now were, I now had relationships and contacts in the industry. And so, you know, I put feelers out there and I said, Hey, if you ever do another sports movie, please think of me. And sure enough, they did, you know, it's just the power of putting your name out there and saying, Hey, if you, if you ever need another uh, hand again, please let me know. And hopefully you did the right thing and you left a good impression and, you know, and they, they come knocking at your door again. And just so the movie Invincible came around and yeah, that's when I, you know, I made that impression on, um, you know, for Mark and, you know, he's, uh, he asked me if I'd be on his, in his, uh, part of his traveling crew, his entourage. And, oh, and man, that was a fun time. An entourage. Yeah. I've been on, I, I, I've been, I've been in the real one and I've been in the in the show a couple of times. So yeah, okay, I get what, to, what were you? I get to say, what were you in the movie or in the show? That is not the movie, but the show. Oh, so what I mean, you, like it's you know that scene where Mark is playing golf with uh, with Tom Brady. Uh huh. Just look very closely at the people around, and you'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's that's cool, right? It's it's. I think that's what I mean, a lot of young, cool. young trainers think about. It's like, oh, that would be so cool. That'd be epic. You know, in in Santa Cruz here, we're so far away from Hollywood. Time to time, some movie crews come through and, and they shoot some yeah. films here. And, and there was, yeah. you know, brushes with um, 
with some Hollywood folks from from time to time, but not like down yeah. in La La Land. But I got to say that that isn't. I I got to imagine just knowing you in the short time that I do and and seeing you present and perform better over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. That that's not what drives you though. No, no. Like uh, you know, it is. You know, it's uh, it is absolutely this saying that rings in my head. Uh, masters aren't the ones with the most followers. Masters are the ones who create the most masters. And mm. when I think about that word mastery and I and what it is I do, you know, I'm a like I got chills when um, when Martin Rooney came out and you know he said, you know, what is this movie about? And he showed the picture of Mr. Miyagi. And, you know, people were, were saying, oh, it's about, you know, perseverance and, and uh, you know, overcoming adversity. And, and he goes, no, this movie is about having a coach. You know, the end scene is Mr. Miyagi's like doing this little nod of approval. Mr. Miyagi, we did it. And it's this inherent idea that, you know, all of us want this, want a coach, want someone to help us. And guys, we all need that in our lives, that, that form of connection. We look to be some, you know, that. And I think, it's true, you know, what we endeavor to give to others is so much what we need ourselves. You know, I just, I'm, I'm a sucker for needing love. I'm a sucker for wanting to, you know, um, have someone say, man, that was awesome. I love you. Thank you so much for, for helping me see that side. And, but I thrive off it so much that, uh, you know, I want to continue to do that. And so, you know, doing these speaking gigs now and whether it's, you know, whatever, for whatever i just it's cool to speak about soul and i think that in this industry we're so caught up with the x's and y's with physical stuff that we forget that we're human and we forget that uh we all have a heart we all have lives and you know that's stuff that we got to pay attention to if we really want to be someone's coach right yeah okay on this road to mastery there's so many avenues that we all mm -hmm select and, and different different concepts of movements and rehab, whatever the case may be, nutrition. What, what are your paths? What have your paths been over the course of your career now? Where did you start to travel and explore? You already mentioned uh, SFMA and the FMS system. Um, mm -hmm. We could talk about that too, but where? what other yeah. avenues? I mean, it's, I, um, I mean, how do you, how, it's super important that um, uh, I mean, if you for anybody that know, that knows and follows me, you know, my career as an athletic trainer um, was super, you know, like a lot of cool stuff. You know, I, I worked in the NFL; I was the youngest, you know, athletic trainer in the NFL for a little bit, um, and I uh, had a great time um, doing it with the Jaguars. I, I, with the Jaguars, yeah, yeah, and. Um, you know, it, it, it was such a chip on my shoulder to be that, that guy, right. And to be the athletic trainer, you know, calling the other assistants I used to work with or, or the other athlete, student athletic trainers at UCLA I used to work with and say, you know, talk to them how my NFL career is going. And, um, all of that came to, a you know, like, oh, like I'm, I could spine board somebody backwards and, and I mean, blindfolded. And uh, it, yeah, I've done it so many times, but then to actually be in that situation uh, where all of a sudden we're now I'm spine boarding um, a player that's not breathing and um, 
you know, in 2005, uh, one of our football players, Al Lucas, fractured his neck on the field during a special teams play. And uh, when I got to him, he was snoring. Um, by the time we got him off the field and out into the hospital, you know, he had passed. Um, just, you know, the, the C3 completely exploded. And I think along with that, you know, so did uh, my athletic trainer, you know, fanny pack athletic trainerness go too. I really didn't give a shit much about the athletic training stuff anymore. You know, I think um, all of a sudden it became so much about life. Like here was a teammate and someone who's been a teammate for years. So he, I consider him a brother. And, um, you know, even his own brother was on our, like it was just in, a, in an arena football team. It's a small team. Um, and so we were just such close family and um, it wrecked me. I wasn't prepared for that as an athletic trainer. Um, so much so that, you know, going through the whole depressive state and it just, it wasn't a healthy environment for me because athletic training, as you know, is 24, seven, 365 days a week, you know, it's in season, off season, everything. And I need to step away. And so, you know, going into the movie industry and getting the offer to, to travel around and do the movies was just this escape from athletic training, but, um, an escape that it didn't allow me to leave the memory of what happened and I think going through those years and finally realizing what that event means to me and and sharing it with the, the people that were around me and you know it's that's it's that moment that I, I will never let anybody take that away from me you know it's the crack that made me to make me realize like this this is I'm not I'm not some human being having a soulful experience you know I'm a soulful being having a very human experience and if I can, if I can share that version of mastery to people and remind them that you're a soul in a human's body, you're in a body that you will never own. You will never own this body, but you can take care of it. And um, you can take care of your headspace. You know, you can take care of the people around you. You know, you could take care of your vibrations. Um, there's so much that we, we, we say that we're in control of, but you know, I'm like, yeah, how much of in the driver's seat are we really in, you know? And then there's that whole Buddhist side of like, right, wrong. I don't know, <laughs> you know, good, bad. I don't know, you know, good things have turned to bad things, bad things have turned to good things. I mean, I don't know. I just, I trust that if I can show up every day and just do my best, you know, do those cornerstones of success, you know, like with enthusiasm and uh, and good work you know comes success and i think i've been enthusiastic about helping other people's other people thrive and and i've worked hard to continue to do it because it makes me thrive i think you know it's been a ride so with that crack as you say that experience that that shook your world and caused you to to have a course correction or change do you do you ever think about, well, maybe, um, not that you turned your back on professional sports, but maybe uh, now where I am now, maybe I want to get back into that. Is that is that an area that you're considering? Oh, man, yes. I, I think I, every time camp comes around, I have some of my friends that are still in the league. And, um, you know, I, they, they, they ask me, hey, you, you want to come and do camp? There's no way of like, you know, this is, I would, but I say that 
just because of time, energy, and, you know, who I'd be disappointing and all of the responsibilities. But I'll tell you what, Rocky, man, I would love to crawl back into that skin of that little kid and with all that energy and all that. I mean, I wasn't going to let any other little student athletic trainer, you know, outrun me or, or outwork me. I was just, I, ha I had so much fun. I just, I, I learned so much about myself during that time that, um, you know, uh, it's, I would love to go back and, and feel it all again. But I'm sure by day three of, of mixing Gatorade and taping ankles, I'd be like, I'm out of this. Motherfucker. Get <laughs> <laughs> Screw this. So, so I, I know that over the course of, of my uh, longevity and in, in, in movement and conditioning, and I, I don't even have a great label to throw out there because there's so many different aspects of it. But in what I do, I, I have had to unlearn things that I learned early in my, my path that I held on to as truths. But then as I learn more and get a better understanding of, of how the body moves, I've had, to, I've had to let go of those perceived truths because they really weren't truths. They were just what I labeled as truths, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. I'm just curious, like, have you experienced the same thing as you're learning all these different aspects of movements, um, and assessments, are there things that you're, you're just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I was holding on to that. I'm ready to let that go. Yes. I think, um, I think there's a part of there's a part of the evolution of the training where, you know, you're, you're looking at everything on the outside and you're saying, oh man, I want to be cool like that. I wanted to be able to do that. And I think in today's day and age with social media, it's so easy to, uh, to just want to continue to do what's hot and, you know, what's out there. Uh, Gray has that one thing I think I, I love, it's, or it's not me, not his, but, you know, the methods are many, but the principles are few. Um, it, it's, that's with everything. It's so true. It's like, there are so many ways <laughs> to do it, but there are certain principles of movement that ring true regardless, you know, like, you know, creating some proximal stability for distal mobility. I think that's, you know, that'll reign true. I think, you know, a little bit of movement every day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's those little nuggets that I, I really need to keep it simple. Like, <laughs> I, you know, what spending time with people and trying to relay information, man, I used to think that I used to have, I used to, oh, I got to get this out. This is my progression one they have to learn all of these steps the seven basic patterns it's all of these x's and y's of you got to get all these things out of the way and then once they graduate and they, and they know how to you know foam roll properly then you can like i'm all for that that was great stuff in the beginning but then i realized like now they're just entering my world like i get it the principle is as long as i keep showing up as my wholehearted, authentic self, and those people admire what it is that I can do or what it does I do, and set an example, then I give them permission to step into the same light. And I think that is the true gift in the training. That's the principle behind it, that I can hold space of strength and respect for the body and movement for myself. And as I practice it and teach, 
these people are also, you know, stepping into that for themselves, but they see me to do it first. Um, before that whole side of like telling people they need to do this, then you need to do the, that work. You need every single time I say it to myself, I just gag. <clears throat> you need to get this. You need to get the, um, um, bitch. You don't need to do anything really. But if you want something and you need to, and you want that, and there's a better, then there are better ways to do it. I love. I see. This is this is the stuff that I actually dig. Is word selection because every word has a it has a power to it and has mm -hmm. a an intention to it and over the course of so many years in bringing awareness to that the way in which you try to communicate and share information ideas thoroughly transforms uh, as simple mm -hmm. as uh, when you have somebody on the floor i want you to roll over to your side or i want you to flip to your side that that, that may seem kind of basic but rolling refers to something that's round flipping refers to something that's more flat or thin and mm -hmm. and this was years ago but uh, but, but i'm not going to tell somebody <laughs> that you know hey fat ass i would need you to roll over on your hey. side right no 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 i i always use hey, hey, hey. make 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 like Make like a beached whale and uh, and get onto your belly. <laughs> oh my gosh! But those are just examples. Like want or need, yeah. Or what I love is the question: Can you experience? Can you bring some yeah. awareness? Like, can you do this? And if you can't, that's not a big deal. But we're going to try and get you to the point where you can. It's not like I need you to do this. That's a demand. I love asking questions to the client and to the body. Interview them constantly because with questions comes answers and information. Well, with I mean, demands, the, the there's magic, nothing. That. The magic, the magic word. I don't want to pass the word that you just said. I mean, well, everything. It is all awareness, Rocky. You said the word awareness. You said it. It is really as a coach. The only thing I can do is provide awareness, meaning I make you aware of what's better or worse. I can make you aware of what's you know in an exercise the best way to feel this depending on how you're using the exercise and just make you aware of what you should feel what you shouldn't feel the rest is up to that person is that you know they now that they're aware of right or wrong or better or worse they now have choice i can eat this broccoli or i can have these fries i am aware that the broccoli now will get me to my goal faster but the you know like that's just awareness that your continued choice of better that's called integrity right so the awareness piece of of coaching is the one true nugget you can actually give someone depending on all the sfmas and fms's and so you say that yes or has training taken me i'm sorry it's taking me this long to get back to this loop no no but yeah i've i've i as much digging into the body as i've gotten to i now realize that thank god for the life coaching um, classes and and lessons I've learned from you know my life coach Andrea Lita, who you know just has nothing but held space and whatever she's done for me, I just like it's like someone who's taught me an exercise. I go around and teach it to somebody else. That's that's how it's worked, and it just so happened that you know I've done it so, with so much with my own clients. I feel like man, I'm not too bad at this this uh, tapping into the emotion and 
and uh, getting people to cry. Yeah, getting people to cry thing too, you know, crack them a little bit, get get to their human side and then you become so close. Shit, I, sh- I shared so many tears with my clients and that's a, that's a, a spiritual thing. So you say, what have I gotten into lately? I've gotten to, you know, more Buddhism, reading about the, you know, Bodhisattva and Hindu and all that stuff lately. Just we're all in this journey of going within, reminding people about who, how great they are, really. You know, you're going to be all that stuff. So I'm, uh, that's where I'm at now. That's very cool. Uh, it, it just it actually reminds me of uh, when my son was a, a bit younger and he had a goal of becoming a black belt in karate. And he started when he was mm-hmm. about five years old. And he had a sensei who has been doing this for decades and decades. And he was so many degrees black belt. But at the end, when he reached that goal, he was handed his belt by his sensei, but the sensei's belt was was so worn after decades of wearing the same gi belt that that mm-hmm. black belt had faded so much that it looked like a white belt. And I just... I froze in that moment in time going, that is it. Like our journey of learning started with some very basic things. And then mm-hmm. we explored fragments and, and tangents and, and followed the rabbits down all these holes to go into such in-depth and critical thinking and understanding. But in the end, it comes right back around to the basics once again, whether it's communication, can the body do this? Can it bring awareness mm-hmm. to this? How we get there? I mean, we can follow any myriad of, of numbers of, of paths, but it all brings us right back around. But we have to take that journey as professionals, at least I feel that way. We have to go through all of that to gain the understanding that in karate, it all comes down to punch, block, kick, mm-hmm. right? That's what you learn mm-hmm. when you're a white belt. And then mm-hmm. you learn all this stuff and then it eventually comes here. back around. You're right I, I love that. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You so need... is, go ahead. No, I just, it was those interviews, right? It's like even the professionals out there, whether it's basketball or baseball, they still do the very basics best, you know, because, it, you know, you're, when, when all things come down to it, the basics really do are the things that you always have to fall back on. So I think the basics of humanity, just being able to communicate, being able to be trustworthy that you're going to be there, being able to show that you're one that's, you know, willing to put in the hard work and willing to, to, to sit with someone in their shittiest times. I mean, that's, that's tough stuff as a coach, but those are the basics. And, you know, a lot of times it's like people are already complaining about the basics, (laughs) you know, it's like, you don't don't step in anything else if you're not willing to just sit there and listen to people, you know, bitch and moan or whatever. You know, I mean, people are going to be in shitty times. Like people are people, and you're this is a people industry, and and um, yeah, you can't expect uh, relationships and all that stuff. You got to be good at that stuff first. And I feel like if anything, when you talk about basics and coming around full circle, if you don't come back around to that same heart that said, I want to try and learn something so I can help people. If you don't come back to that same heart that brought you there in the first place, and I don't know what the hell you're doing in this industry. Yeah, does your path have heart? There's a there's a cool mm-hmm. um, little story about that. I I'd love to pull it up or send it to you, but that's it. And that's the question you have to ask yourself: Does your path have heart? 
Uh, yeah, okay, so perform better. You've been speaking for Chris and perform better for a number of years. How many years is this now? Uh, I think my first. No, not no, 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 no. I don't think ten. What what are we in? Two two thousand twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. My first one was two thousand and fourteen, I believe. Okay. Two thousand thirteen or fourteen. You're coming up on it though, man. Yeah. Coming up on it. All right. Yeah. And, and, and it's been a good run. My first, yeah, my first talk, yeah. the first talk I talked about was core and connection. And it was all going to be tied in about motor control and how we need to take more time to our, for our muscles to actually connect to the right muscles as far as um, underactive muscles or sequencing. And before, right before going through it, um, I, I was like, man, I'm not, the, I'm not a core guy. I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm just talking about this just because it's on my plate and I'm, it's fresh on my SFMA head. And I, you know, I was, talk, was going to talk about quadrants and, and then, you know, just like 90 second interval times. And I was like, this is the most boring talk I've ever been to because I'm just trying to hold an SFMA lecture and it's not even what I'm about. And then, you know, I, one person asked me, so what the hell are you about? I'm like, I'm, a, I'm the guy that's going to go up there and remind you that, you know, everybody that you're training has a life and, and you got to love them. You know, I, I'm, the, I'm the one that wants you to know that every training session is a chance to make your client feel. I mean, they're going to forget what you say. They're going to forget what you did. They're never going to make, you know, remember, remember, they're never going to forget how you made them feel. And um, so talk about that. They said, that's the connection. It's just connection to, you know, clients. And that's kind of been the theme of it. It's like, how do we really connect to our clients? Well, we connect to our clients through ourselves. Yeah, you know, you, you got to be able, if you can't do it for yourself, you're not going to do it for anybody else. Just, just saying. Well, you kind of beat me to the punch because I was going to say, okay, that was your first talk. And now by the time this podcast airs, you will have presented at the Perform Better Chicago Summit. And yes. I was going to ask you what you're going to be talking about, but it sounds like you already covered that right there. Yeah. Connecting with clients. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's about, um, I talk about the, the, the craft and mindset, the, the concept of there really isn't, you're not, you're, you know, the concept of being by doing, right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great strength coach, but I must coach strength. Right? <laughs> you know, the, people who are sitting there worried about, you know, what they're doing on their Instagram and all this stuff versus actually getting in there and getting the work done and, and working for someone and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears until, all right, I don't like it here anymore. I'm not sure. I, I reached my point to go, go to someone else, but if you're not willing to actually do the work and start to realize what are the things that you love, what are the things you don't love, what are the things that, who are the people you like? I mean, shit, I'm speaking of perform better, not because of the topic, but now I fell in love with the people. And we were just talking about how great Chris is. And I mean, man, I, it's just this this family people has just been something to come back to like i do it for the people you know so yeah it's whatever it brings it, it is there's this journey of doing i feel like i'm someone that just loves to hang out and talk to my fellow peeps that love you know movement and coaching and so that's right here with perform better if you wherever you are the moment you feel yourself just kind of like liven up, 
spend more time with those people, spend more time with in that space until that energy goes away and it calls you to something else. But if you're not willing to like actually listen to your emotion, you know, the energy of your emotion, like I'm happy. If you're going to work like every day, this I, you got to listen to that emotion, you know? Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm so. curious, you know, uh, with all the presenters there, yeah. who, do you, who do you like to go listen to? And not to, you know, not to make one person better than the other, but your particular, yeah. your flair and flavor, who do you like to sit in and listen to? I got to tell you, um, I can never stop. I, I love listening. Oh, those are great. I love listening to Martin. Martin, Martin's always great. Always fires me up. Uh, Greg Rose is absolutely one of my favorite speakers. Um, you in the SFMAs, it just the way he articulates his brain um, is awesome to me. Um, Gray, I mean, if you can't get a chuckle out of Gray's wisdom when he speaks, uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just that's just some good old fashioned redneck comedy right there and you, you got to catch it i love it all i mean maybe because i look i work in jacksonville i just the twang or something about it but uh i just love listening to great talk um uh, a lot of the science talks go way over my head so i don't i don't know but uh but it's um the first person that and this is a great story right here rocky um, it was an NATA at an NATA um, symposium, and I was in my second year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Dr. David Tiberio was mm -hmm. there, and he was uh, speaking. Um, he was there, you know, big speaker. Yeah. And that was cool and all, um, and he was a cool guy. But then the speaker after him um, wasn't as well known, but uh, and her name was Sue Falcone. Uh, and, you know, I come from the world of like, hey, you know, let's chase the pain. You have a shoulder issue. Let's take a look at the shoulder. We'll look at the uninvolved side first. Then we'll look at the involved side. All of a sudden, Sue brings up the story about a pitcher who was coming to her with elbow issues, had no mechanism injury around the elbow, never elbow problem before. And then um, she asked the audience, you know, what, what, you know, what did I do? And, you know, they, everybody started answering all these elbow treatments and things like that. She's like, no, I need to find out first. It just so happened that this pitcher stubbed his toe, you know, the, the night before and didn't say anything to anybody, but it was his right toe. It was his pitch off, push off toe. And everybody, she said, everybody stand up and said, now I want you to try and pitch without using your big toe. And oh my God, the, the different feel of everything. It was one of those moments that I was just like, like mm. this just, what hap what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why are we dealing with a toe? And he's got an elbow issue, this is not happening. Like my world changed, man. Like this whole concept that brought me into here. And yeah, but so, because that's, of that. that's so funny because David Tiberio is, is, I mean, if you're talk foot and ankle connection all the way up the body, he's a great one to talk to, but just bypass that right to Sue, who for the listening audience, she's the first female 
uh, trainer for the LA Dodgers. And I think she was the first female trainer in major league baseball anyway. And so you can yeah. actually go back to the archives of, of the show and listen to a talk I had with Sue, but yeah, she's fabulous. I love how you're, you're, it wasn't a light bulb moment. It was a chandelier and your world got rocked. Well, I, I love mean, those it's, times. It's just the story. I think it's, it's one thing when, when, when someone tells me, you know, Oh, this is connected and the connect, you know, the, the, the whole domino effect with this and this story. and this is great, but it was a story that yeah. actually, that hit me, right? It's the story of the actual client and the actual picture that made it so real. And I think that's so important for us to relay our information in that version in that way is through story. But because of her, her story, I always listen to Sue. I mean, she, it, she changed my world, you know? I would love and to say she's Gravy, always changing my world. Yeah. Well, and then she's growing. I mean, with the dry needling stuff that she's doing and a whole bunch uh -huh. of other integrating Western and Eastern together. I mean, that's what we really mm -hmm. need. I'm so, I, she's, she's very inspiring and, and uh, whether she's leading the, the way on that or as a part of the wave that's crashing upon our shores, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter because mm -hmm. it's happening nonetheless, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, I, uh, then what's, what's the most unlikely talk similar to what you were just describing about Sue, but you go into one room and you expect you're going to be hearing about this and then it's just not what you're expecting and it blows you away. Do you ever have one of those moments? Yes, absolutely. I would expect. Yeah, I have a, I mean, this day and age, I still have a tough time. Like I'm, you know, people say that hungry and humble thing. I, I have, uh, you know, going through it, it's like uh, putting stuff out there, good stuff out there. And why would you like, I feel so awkward, you know, doing that and um, putting it out in social media and stuff. And I love Don Saladino. Um, mm. I went into his last talk and I'm, you know, I've just got this bad relationship with social media. I feel like it's, oh, and my daughter's 15 and I try <laughs> keeping her like, you know, it's just my attachment to social media isn't healthy. And, um, but then I go to this session with Don because I love Don. I just want to, you know, see him and support him. But then to hear him and his stories about what his platform has been able to do and change people and, and the courage that it's brought other people. It's all of a sudden that word superhero comes up and it's like great with great power comes great responsibility, right? It's just such a cheesy term, but I see what Don does. And as a brother, I admire it so much. And they say what you admire in others is a gift you have yourself. And it, that's resonance. You know, if you have that same resonant energy, then you have you just have to do it. And I think that now in that space where I'm like, so what am I going to do that for? And what is that about? I'm, I'm at this brink of like, if I do show up, how do I want to show up there? And what is that going to be about? But Don's talk, Saladino's talk, you know, has really talked, he's really, you know, made me start thinking about this. Not so much about, oh, this is about getting likes and uh, for what stupid, like what, what, who could this change? Whose life could this change? You know, who's, you know, what is a positive spin on this that you don't know um, could really just save someone. You don't know that. And it's that energy that you put out there. And I, and I, I just got to continue to remind myself of that, right? Like, that's who I showed up as. That's why, you know, it's the hope of being able to lift others. And 
God damn it, just because I'm not good at something doesn't mean I can't get better at that, right? And Don's talk was one of those talks where social media, fuck that. I went in, boom. That's so cool because I was sitting in the same room with you. Uh, but it just shows you that one person will will pick up on something and another person's completely on a different world. I don't know where I mm -hmm. was. I didn't pick up on that. And I'm glad you, you bring it up because it's just a, yeah. a great kind of, a, a, just a, a nice kind of tidbit to hold on to. You're right. Yeah. So how, you just mentioned that, okay, how is this going to affect me and my my direction or so to speak? Mm -hmm. Like you, you're, we're constantly kind of truing the compass or we're, we're just trying to navigate and orient in the direction we think. So what is your direction right now? Where are you going? Like, uh, I, I don't really like, asking people like where do you see yourself in five years but we're you know we're we're in where do you see yourself in five we've, years we've both I'll got you, 15 Rocky, years I'll old you know, uh, let, let me let me let me, let me plant the seeds right now okay i i would love i i love to say that i'm more of a buddhist mentality now than anything right like let me live in the present moment you know i can't worry so much about what's going to happen later or, or before but let me stay here now where i'm at as I sit into my present moment, I'm very disappointed at the governing bodies of these governing bodies of, of certifications for fitness. We keep holding coaches to a standard of knowing science and body and exercises that we forget we're flawed at the fundamental. We're asking, we're answering the wrong question. Yeah. We're saying, how do we make people stronger by this exercise? That's not right. You make them stronger by real, making them realize that their strength is within. We've been so busy in an industry telling people that they're broken. Assess them to, so you can tell them about how broken they are. You know, then, then, then you're their way to fix them. And I, don't, I doubt that that's how life really is. I think it's really about like what you said before. It's awareness. I can be stronger. And I get to be stronger. Um, whether you choose to or not, and whether you choose to get a coach or not, that's, you know, that's your journey. A lot of people have to have falls, heart attacks, broken ACLs or whatever ends up pushing you to find that, okay, well, I'm going to take care of my body. I have a kid now. I got to take care of my body. Uh, you know, uh, my wife left me. I got to get, you know, what, I don't know, wherever you are, wherever you meet life at, you meet it at the present moment. But I'm so disappointed with how every single one of these, associations is can't take a continuing ed off of a emotional course like you know some kind of like therapy you know like a uh -huh. it's like a life coach like you know it's so we're asking all these people who probably hated science earlier willing to be a coach want to help it like i how many nasm um you know initial coach things that i've taught where we continue to say, oh, we need to teach the kinetic chain. We need to teach this and this and this so that they can have a successful career coaching. Yet we already also tell them that 80% of you will be gone after this year. Like we're not seeing what's actually missing is this, hey, you got to learn how to become a friend to people. You actually have to be willing to go up and say hi to people and say, hey, this is what I do. You know, maybe I can help you out. Like there is this part of doing and being a coach and being a friend to somebody that I want to certify. I want, I want people to know that this is the piece that will actually help you become someone uh, who everybody wants to be with all the time. You know, yeah, we're, we're, this is what I'm so, We're yeah. so hung up on evidence-based 
training, right? Evidence-based. But where has it gotten us? How do where it, where has it gotten? It's us? gotten us to a, a no, honestly. And I, I'm while we're on this, I, we have more personal trainers, fitness professionals, nutritionists than ever before in the history of the United States, and yet we have the largest obesity population ever in the United States. You oh, we're getting great. We're teaching some technique. kind of leveling. Yeah, that's it. Oh, the, 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 the teaching of technique and all the exploration of where our governing bodies are asking us to go to certify more so that everybody can have CEUs that go in, that work with any, like the bodies themselves, right? So where am I going, Rocky, in five years? I'm going to have my own. And I'm going to hold people to a different standard. And I'm going to call upon different people. And I'm not going to, you know, I don't think I'm going to overthink the exercises. I think I'm going to restructure instead of calling it work. I'm going to call it play. And we're going to, you know, stop overthinking all the other stuff that it, you, if everybody wants to do technique stuff, that's your world. That's cool. I want people who aren't even in it yeah. and that need a friend and people who want to be friends. I want to give them a certification that they can actually achieve and know that, hey, it wasn't just some, you know, whatever money you spent online and learned online to become this person for somebody and hold space with somebody. I mean, you're going to learn it by actually, you know, doing the thing and hearing the stories, the real stories, right? Yeah, that's, that's my, that's really anyway, I, I say that now. That's great. But let's, let's hope, it's, let's hope, let's hope I keep the fire underneath me. The national no, I, I the, the national strength that we're dealing and with a, a caring association, <laughs> and, and the national strength, well, I, strength and compassion of courage association. I don't know. I keep on working it. It's gonna hit because I yeah. I, honestly, I keep thinking that we are trying to uh, deal with a a spiritual malady with a physical cure. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really mm -hmm. if we can delve into the spiritual aspect of things which you're, you're mentioning here, uh, there's so many other programs around that are helping people change their lives for the better, but there's a disconnect. Yeah. And unfortunately, we, we really have to have a reconnect. And, mm -hmm. and it's not just about how much can I lift, how, much, how well can I move, but mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, what, what's, what's driving me, right? Yeah. So, okay, we're, I'm gonna, gonna, we're at the top of the hour here and, and we could go on. I know we could, we could go on, that. Rocky. We could go on. But yeah. you got perform we better. Like 10 minutes in. <laughs> we, we'll put the we'll put the definitely the links for perform better because we've also got the Rhode Island summit coming up in August. Yeah. And you're gonna be there with uh Gerilyn Cooper Smith, who's also been yeah. on this podcast. You can check back yeah. a few weeks ago when Gerilyn was on here. But um well, if people want to whether they're in the Southern California area or you know on that that's uh, demonic social media, whatever you want to call it, you know, where, uh, how can they find you? What's, what's the way to reach out to Brian? Yeah. I mean, Dragon Master Bry on Instagram, um, you know, you, you take a stab at it. Obviously if you have the same friends, I'll more than likely respond. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my email is uh, ATC at mac.com. You know, my initial uh, ATC for athletic trainer certified at mac.com reach out to me there. I'm, you know, right now I'm so focused on just doing fatherhood. Um, awesome. and, and the, and the clients, like my, my son's going to be five years old in three days. And my daughter's 15 years old is going to be, is 15 going on 21. Um, and, 
you know, it's an interesting home in Lassau, but I wouldn't trade it. So I'm, I'm heavily focused on fatherhood, but that's where you can find me. I'll be on my cell phone uh, right there. Uh, but reach out, man. I'm, I love, uh, I love hearing from whether it's the speakers that perform better through here, definitely come to one of the talks, man, come to perform better. It's just the best, you know, right on. Uh, yeah, Brian, thank play. you so much. That's it. Thanks, Rocky. Play. Well, that's a wrap for the Zealous Podcast this week. Thank you, Brian, for coming on. Wishing you all the best in your directions. And, of course, for those of you that want to catch Brian and a few other amazing presenters, be sure to check out Perform Better's Training Summits, the last ones in Providence, Rhode Island, in August. And there's still room for you. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Rocky underscore Snyder. Click the subscribe button, and while you're at it, share it with like three other friends. We'll see you next week.